Chapter 25 The Village on the Borderland I fall for an age until I slam into the cold water below. The water fills up my nostrils. You are hurt by falling, minus 210 health. All thoughts of Miranda or Lacoze are driven from me as I plunge underwater filled with phosphorescent plankton that swarm around like flies. Bizarre shapes thread through the water of this river on the borders of the dreamlands. I'm under the water for a long time and I need to breathe. I thrash my arms up trying to get traction, but in the gloom I don't know whether I'm really going up or down. My lungs burn and I fear I'll drown, but then the current rushes me forward and pushes me to the surface. I gasp, filling my lungs with aromatic air. A scent of strange perfumes drifts from this forest on the far bank. The current drags me, whirling round through the stone pillars of the viaduct I jump from, then carries me towards an unknown sea. If I go there, I know I'll never return, so I strike out for the nearest bank. Heeding Lacoze's advice, I push my head above water and glance both left and right and see the light of the right bank is more wholesome than the seething luminosity that dances round the trees to the left. My swimming skill is non-existent, and I struggle to move in the water. I check my health. I have only 61 left, so I reach for Lacoze's healing potion and float on my back, taking a dose, which restores a hundred health. I try to sip again, but the potion is on cooldown and the dose is wasted. After a minute, I can take another sip. The current is gradually carrying me towards the bank. I take another sip of the healing potion and now I'm 361 out of 500 health. The current bumps me against a tree trunk that's fallen into the river and I grab it as if it's a life buoy. I look to see its bark is unnatural and a weird phosphorescence emanates from it like its wood is infiltrated by an alien fungus. Gaining more confidence, I hold onto the tree and kick with my legs. I use it as a raft to try and kick and pull my way towards the muddy bank. Just then, the water boils behind me and a great squirming limb erupts. I frantically try to paddle my way away from the thing, but I see it's hunting porpoises, not me. Then the tree I'm floating on embeds itself in an underwater mud bank. The water's still up to my chest, and as I try to stand, my feet sink into the mud up to my knees. With enormous effort, my breath ragged and panting, I drag and plod my way through the mud to the marsh at the edge of the river. The enchanted forest on the far bank gives out its own strange light, but here on this side, the only illumination is from the baleful moon and sickly stars. Still trudging through mud, drenched and shivering, I head towards drier ground. After many false starts and backtracking my way through the marsh, I fall into a dark pool. In a panic, I thresh in the water but move myself to the far side where the ground is sandier and firmer. From there, I come to a stand of willows. At least these are wholesome earthly trees. Holding myself up against a slender trunk, I use my heel spell to heal myself up until I'm 461 out of 500. The bells of goats tinkle in the darkness as they watch me curiously from a copse while I drag my way from the river marsh into the wood proper. Leaving the goats behind, I hear an owl hoot in the trees above and find a path overshadowed by hawthorn and oak. This must lead somewhere. With rising spirits, I follow the path until it emerges by a churchyard. Here is an ordinary English church, and my heart lifts at the sight. I have escaped the dreamlands. I hurry into the village, 
I need to get back to London to upgrade my alchemy skills to make the elixir of life and free Miranda. As if the game is listening to me, with a horrid coincidence, a message pops up on my HUD. You have been awarded the quest, return to London. It's the middle of the night and the village is deathly quiet. I walk to the pretty square, cast now in silver and black by the moon. A tavern, the inn on the borderland, stands on the square, its front door surrounded by a halo of muskrose and honeysuckle, but the building is in darkness. I walk past it to the village post office and see, from a sign in the window, I'm in a place called Marchton. On the other side of the square I find a small garage with old-fashioned petrol pumps standing outside. More importantly, there is a glowing book icon outside the garage. A trainer lives there. I need a car. I need to get back to London, so I risk knocking. At first there's no answer, then I hear the muttering of a woman. The window's lifted and she looks out. What do you want at this time? Broken down? No, I'm sorry to disturb you, but I urgently need to get back to London. At this time? Sorry. The woman grunts. She withdraws her head and I hear a man's sleepy voice. After five minutes he appears in his trousers and vest, braces slung over his shoulders. He carries a paraffin lantern and swings it out of the open window as if to get a better look at me. His voice is croaky with sleep. You want to go to London? Is your car broken down? I shake my head. I have no car. He seems puzzled. I'm a mechanic. Why knock on my door if you have no car? I pull a large white five-pound note from my inventory. He eyes it significantly. Do you have a car I can borrow, I say. He sucks his teeth. Maybe. But you bring it back. That might be a problem. I don't want to lie to him. I think fast. Do you have any friends in London? Somewhere I can leave it? He nods. That could work. He pauses and asks. Can you drive? I realise I can't. I look at him and for the first time see he has the eyes of a cat. I suppose this place on the borderland can't escape being tainted by the dreamland that lies so close across the river. I point to the glowing trainer icon. Can you teach me? He smiles, a feline smile. I can. I check my skill points. I've got 200, but I need to save as many as I can to put into alchemy so I can learn how to make the elixir. But if I don't get back to London, I can't learn alchemy anyway. How much driving skill would 10 skill points give me? Not much. You'll crash. Twenty? Better. Thirty? If you go slow, you might make it in one piece. I decide on thirty. I accept his offer to teach and we begin. Once again, I am mesmerised and learn quickly. I dream of emergency stops and three-point turns. I learn hand signals and how to change the oil. Then we're done. I give him five pounds for the hire of the car. It's too much, but I have the money and I'm desperate. He watches me impassively as I thread my way out of Marchton. I drive along the narrow country lanes and finally join the Great West Road and head towards the dawn and London. 